Welcome to Tokyo Fresh. I'm Jordan. I'm here with David. Hi. If you want to get in contact with us, please send us a message at Tokyo Fresh Podcast on Instagram. You can send us an email at tokyofresh at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Tokyo Fresh Pod. And as always, you can contact Jordan. I'm always at Afro in Japan on Instagram. I use Twitter also at Afro in Japan. All right. Enjoy the show. Have fun. Welcome back to the Tokyo Fresh Podcast. My name is David. I'm here with Jordan. What up? And we are here today with another special guest. We did it. two weeks in a row. We did it. We're here with Joe, <laughs> uh, who is a vector artist. Mm. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's it's it still feels like it's this inner conflict where I still feel incredibly disingenuous saying that I'm an artist or illustrator no. or anything like that. I just... And so everyone's like, what do you do? I'm just there like, I just make shapes. It's like this, I don't know, man. It's it's this uh, personality thing that I have. I just, it's difficult for me. But yeah, um, artist, illustrator, designer, I guess. Like people can take their pick from those three. Okay. Uh, just one second here, because I think we're actually getting feedback from Joe. So I'm going to turn down oh, shit. Discord a little bit. It's fine. Uh, we're only five seconds in. No one's, no one's ears are gonna bleed. Um, let's bring it down. Is that a challenge? <laughs> no, no, that's we, Jordan's we, job. We had a rule. So don't uh, don't deafen, don't deafen the listeners. That was the one we made on the podcast when we started like a year and a bit ago. That's yeah. a that's a pretty good rule to stand by, to be honest. Right, I yeah. thought so as well. Like as long as the listeners have both their eardrums, or at least one eardrum working. Right, right, right. They can listen in. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. And I was going to say, like, if I knew sign language or could subtitle everything, it would be great. But we can just instead be cautious about the condition of people's ears. Yeah. I'm not even trying to listen. I'm, I'm out here still trying to learn Japanese. I'm not about to attempt. Oh, no. I'm not about now to I got, attempt. Now I got Discord with the thing up. Ugh. There we go. What a mess. Okay, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not about to attempt learning sign language. I'm still trying to, like, crack out Japanese, you know? Dude, Joe, how are you Man, though? Because Joe's up in Hokkaido actually in Japan. So um, we actually came at the same time. We're in the same, what do you call it? What do you call it? The, the interview, interview group? Yeah. The interview mm-hmm. that wasn't an interview. Joe, how bullshit was that? It was the one of the strangest experiences I've ever had. Mm. Just sitting in this massive room where it's supposed to be an interview, but they're talking to you as if you're already going there. Yes. And then it wasn't even like a character thing. No seeing what you like it's basically like what do you think japan's like yeah and it, it, it some elderly woman who doesn't live in japan yep so it, it seemed like very misinformed on her part as well it was it was super strange it was really fun so like for for background for those who don't know we all started with uh we, we called it the company but by this stage everyone knows what the company is so, yeah probably i would assume so by now i would by, hope so yeah by now i hope you guys have sussed it out but we all came with uh with interact uh how many years ago fucking hell four four Four, yeah bloody hell four fucking years ago so we came four years ago to interact and the reason i came via interact was was because it was like the easiest way to get to japan Uh 100 and like so the thing is i'm i'm still with interact now but i'm only with them because it affords me the like means and times uh means and time to still continue doing art as a side project 
and I am leaving in March, so my contract ends in like a month, and then I'll finally be done with them. But I will also be going back to England, which <gasps> is very bittersweet. Very bittersweet. <laughs> England. Why? Know, but my girlfriend, my girlfriend got the YMS visa, the like super lucky raffle one, which is it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. Like shit. we'd considered our opportunities before, like what mm. we could potentially do. And the idea of getting a visa without YMS is impossible. impossible. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. the route to get there, yep. but basically you need like 72,000 pounds in saving. Oh my God. 72,000. Yeah. <laughs> what? Or I would, yeah. Or I would have to move over like back to England a year before her get a job that pays like 18,000 a year which is very doable like entry level wage yeah. but I kind of want to go back and do a masters mm. so I wouldn't be in a position to get a job and I wouldn't want to do long distance for a year as well so the opportunity pre- presented itself with this YMS visa thing it's like a raffle system it was too good of an opportunity to pass up so it is go good, back right. two years don't know what the hell we're going to do after that it's a conversation that we'll have when we get there but it's like hopefully i can uh i'm just sick of teaching as well jesus christ like <laughs> i'm i'm there with you that was me a little while ago like i was so sick of teaching dipped out i'm i'm still sick of teaching david but it's so guys but when you go into the classroom it's so rewarding that's part of the those children's lives enrich through education guys <laughs> yeah oh my god just shut up Enrich my bank account out, more, please. That would be nice. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I can enrich these kids once you enrich my wallet a little bit more. Yeah. Come on. Well, Crid, I mean, literally, work. yeah. Like, I could if you provided me with the wage that I could actually use stuff to bring into the classroom, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's... And the fact that they absolutely do not subsidize any kind of materials or anything. Oh, God. They, yeah. Like, so there's, it feels like there's zero assistance from them, and the pro- like we were saying that the problem is they know there's just going to be a revolving door of weeps yes. who are desperate to come to Japan, and mm-hmm. they know that they've got them. But this year is a little bit different because because of the Corona situation, they can't mm. get people from overseas, so they're mm. desperately trying to get people in from Japan. And then it's like they have the disgruntled current employees yep. who are currently on a lower wage when they're offering newbies a higher wage. Yeah, and it's just like. There's absolutely, I don't know. It just seems like everything they do is, um, is going to disgruntle people left, right, and center. The the funny thing is, like, I know that the branch I was in was pretty bad. Um, there was like a, mm. this, this weird thing of like a uh, managers of weird power complexes, and they were like, "Oh, I'm oh. the manager, so I have." To, uh, that sounds go. very Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they 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 were, they were foreigners though. Oh, I mean, but even like it sounds like part of the course with like Japanese companies as well. It's yeah, just... yeah, very much so. It's bad. How yeah, how is it up in a, in in Sapporo? Is is Sapporo one so, big branch? Yeah. So well, even so, they have it's actually Interact North. So basically, okay, so we cover technically the whole not even Hokkaido. the same company then, right? Holy like, shit! Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. And then it's like it Morioka, Almori, everything like that. But. The management side of it is like a couple of years ago or like a year ago, there was a bit of an issue where, I mean, so people up here are unionizing, which is a great thing. And people are putting pressure on Interac. There's like a small group, especially who are kind of leading the charge. But um, I think some of the upper management 
got a bit sick of it because <laughs> they couldn't be bothered to deal with it. And now our office is just a revolving door of employees. Like people are coming in and out every other week, it seems. And it's every like week. they probably leave once they realize how overworked and underpaid they are because even, even the office staff don't really get a fair swing of it sometimes. But no. the other no, problem is like the office staff is kind of, they're just like, they're stuck doing the same job just in a different place, right? It's like yeah. you're we're going to the school to teach kids, but then they're having to deal with all of our shit. So really it's like it's not that much of a different situation. The yeah. the only difference is that they're not teaching kids, they're having to wrangle everyone else's bullshit. And knowing some of the yeah. people that I know uh, that work at the company, mm. I don't know if that I don't know what's worse. <laughs> the kids I, I can having to deal with some of those people. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, me, I remember when I was at the uh, the interview in, in London, the one that me and Joe were at, I remember getting there and thinking to myself, like, one, this isn't a real interview. Like, these people are literally just asking me, like, one of the questions was literally like, have you, have you ever been to Japan? And I was like, yeah, I, I studied there. She was like, wow, that must have been amazing. And I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> why, you why are you patronizing me? Yeah. Literally, it's like, bitch, I, I kind of want this job, so I won't slap you. And it, and it was, you know, you have to, I, I kind of went in and it, it was very much realizing that the situation we were put in was very weird, but I'm there like, I'm not going to risk it. I want, I want to get over there. So I'm just going to play it cool, play it safe, safe and do my best. But the other problem as well with Sapporo is that the BOE, um, like the board of education up here just hates ALTs. It doesn't see <gasps> the need in them. And like, they just absolutely do not value us. So no way. that's really cool. And for the, for some part of it, I kind of agree with them because mm. like the role of an ALT at the moment, as it is in its current iteration, isn't effective. Like it's, we, we're literally there to be cultural ambassadors as they say. And that's about it. It's like, here's a foreigner in your classroom, get used to them. That's the world. And it's like, that's yeah, not good it's, enough. Even, I would say even here too, right? Like I, I think that we in like the Kanto area, they're a little bit more open to, ALTs, but I think that's mostly because you know Tokyo's right next door, so they're like, "Oh, you're gonna meet foreigners." Because yeah. what is it like? Yeah, we're one percent of the population, but live like ninety nine percent of us live in three spots: Kyoto, Osaka, or Tokyo. Young Tokes, yeah. So yeah, but like even even me, like I just feel as an ALT that a lot of the time you're just so you're just castrated, right? Like you can't yeah. you can't do anything. You have no power. You can't discipline kids. You don't get to choose what you're teaching. You don't change the curriculum. Like, nothing. Just absolutely nothing. So you're just kind of there. I feel very much just like a game master, and that's it. Oh, like, fuck. What's the point? If I have to make another fucking game, I'll go insane. Yeah. It's like, what's the point in me attempting to teach grammar when, like, I, I have to be up there and essentially be a clown to try and teach them this simple three-word thing when the JTE can do it in three seconds because he can be like, hey, this is like the japanese equivalent to it now you understand it better so i'm just there to run activities and sod all else to be honest yeah my when i was teaching uh, elementary school um i went from junior high school elementary to just elementary and when i was mm. just elementary like none of the teachers knew what they were doing like none of them really cared so it was to the extent where they were like hey jordan do you want to just like have all the power and do whatever you want and i was like guys that sounds amazing here's what we'll do everyone will fuck off and leave me alone i'll do whatever i want and that'll be it how's that and everyone was like fantastic fan excellent fantastic 
And that was it. So the only time the teachers would actually help out was if they generally were interested in English. And that there, were, there were some teachers like that. And that was fun. Or yeah. if the board of education was there to like watch the class. Uh, and then mm. one time this kid, this fucking kid. So I've teaching these kids for like two years now. However long it was. And this one time the board of education comes in. You know, they swan up to the classroom. Oh, we're here to watch your lesson. Hey, guys. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm standing at the front. I'm like, hi, right, guys. Morning, you know, lesson, blah, 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 blah. This one kid looks behind, sees all the teachers, looks in front at his teacher. I forgot what his teacher's called. I'm going to call her Fujimoto, whatever. He looks at the back of the kid, at, at the, the BOE, looks at the, the JET, and he's like, uh, Jordan-sensei, why the hell is the JET standing there? She's normally at the back right why is she there today <laughs> she's normally he said it three times and i'm there like shut up shut up shut up i'm like read the fucking room <laughs> like read the room dude it's like okay so next lesson after the boe leaves we're gonna learn how to read the room <laughs> you literally understand cues <laughs> social cues yeah, but, and that's dumb. the thing is like, i think in four, the four years i've been here i actually don't think that the boe has visited my class once they visited there was me one. the first year, and then I have not seen them ever again. Oh, they were probably just there, like, he's all right. We don't need to bother him anymore. Yeah, he's probably. Good. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, yeah. I was the the greatest English teacher for elementary school in Kanagawa. So I would have the Board of Education constantly coming to my lessons, stealing my games, putting them in the textbooks, and then, like, having other crappy AOTs come to watch me teach. And they're like, oh wow, Jordan, how did where did you where did you find that game? Like, I made it up. Could you could you tell us the rules again? No. 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 Get the fuck out yeah, of my school. Still... We had a there ranking in the school. Time... So go on. Uh, yeah, there, there was only one time where I had a so my JT was like, hey, I've got to run this class for like a bunch of other like a bunch of jets and stuff, and I was like, ugh, okay. But um, <laughs> Ew. Ew, and she was cuts. like, so can you? She was like, can you come to the class and like give me some assistance and stuff? And I was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And so Af like it was at fifth period, and fifth period always started at like period. I don't know one forty-five or something. They neglected mm -hmm. to tell me that the lesson started ten minutes earlier. So I just rocked up like 10 minutes late into the class and everyone's looking at me like, where have you been? I'm there like, I was eating lunch. What do you mean? <laughs> like, Dude, that happened. That you know, happens like... all the fucking time in school. <laughs> like they just expect you to know shit that everyone else knows. But like, it's the amount of times I, I thank God that I can read Japanese because you know how like at the front of a, in the, in the teacher's room, they have the big ass whiteboard of like what's going on that month. Yeah, I spent most of my time, like, squinting at it, trying my best to yeah. read it. Yeah, so, like, I can actually time. read it. So, like, the amount of times that, like, I've I've looked at it and been like, oh, today is a short day and there's no, like, fifth period yeah. because reasons and, you know. Like, but no one, not even a single word comes mm. up to me. They just assume I know. Mm. So, like, if I was anyone yeah. else and I couldn't read, they'd be fucked. There was this one time where, like, the school had no lunch that day. So, I was cool with it. But it's I elementary school. The exact same thing. Right? Mm. Ma Dude, I'm in like three different schools. And it's not like one week, one school, one week, another school. It's like Monday, this school, Tuesday, that school, Wednesday, that. It's like every day changes. So mm. this one of the school just doesn't have lunch. Now, it's elementary, so there's no lunch. I don't eat, basically. So I come to the school, I'm sitting down, lunchtime comes around, and the, the this one I had the 
It's really bitchy, Ego Tanto. It's the worst human in the world. Awful. Fucking... I think I remember your tweets about this woman. Yeah. This person. She... I can't remember the gender. Wench. This absolute <laughs> fucking wench. Everyone hated her. She was the worst. She she ruined the entire system. In that school, particularly, we had set up this system where I have all the power and no one else gets any. And for some reason, God knows why, she wanted some of that power. David, not... How dare she? How, How dare fucking she? dare she? It's. I spent time <laughs> stealing that power. It was mine. And then she came and like, oh, this is actually my job? I'm like, ugh, selfish. What's wrong with you? So there was no lunch one day. It just comes up to my desk and she's like, Jordan, today there's no lunch. And I'm like, can I go I home then? Yesterday. Can I go home? And she's like, oh, you can go to the convenience store and buy lunch. I'm like, hold on. What's everyone else eating then if there's no lunch today? She's like, oh, we all ordered lunch. We all have bentos. So I'm like, so you want me to sit, go to the comedy, spend my own money when audio eating lunch provided by a different... Think about it. Think about it. So she's like, oh, I'll ask the principal. Me and the principal, bros, we drink together in secret. So she says to the principal, like, oh, no, we forgot to tell Jordan there's no lunch. Principal's pissed. He's like, that's my boy. <laughs> we, we need to feed him. What are you doing? Right. Pull out all the stops. No, they dude. They come out Pri- with, like, a silver platter and, like, <laughs> like the lid that they take off. And it's like a lobster thermidor or something. <laughs> you cannot let Jordan go unfed. But I, I had the same thing as well. That's... And I was, like... I sat, I sat there, and they, it, lunch ended, and everyone like pulls out their own stuff, and I'm like, so I suppose we're not having lunch today. And then a teacher comes up, and they're like, oh, um, we're not having lunch today. And they're like, yeah, it's like an hour after lunch. You probably should have told me at this time yesterday, so I could have prepared ahead of time. Holy shit. Yep. So I was there like, okay, I'm going home. Like, mm. <laughs> I have no glasses. I was like, I need to eat. I'm going. And they're like, oh, but okay. And I was like, yep. Just waving on the way out. Like, I'm yep. not doing this, man. Like, and yeah, it's d- like, the thing is... Don't waste your time on... on yeah. On, yeah, it's like, why? Why why would I even bother? Because, like, clearly it's evident that you don't give a fuck. So why should I? Honestly. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's the truth of it. It's like, for the most part, we are very, we are treated as if we're not part of that staff room. Like, yeah, we mm-hmm. are... It's like, this, there's a staff room, and then we're, you know, on the side of it, and... Mm. I'm glad that I don't have to sit through teachers' meetings because I wouldn't understand most of it for one and two boring Japanese meetings are the worst on earth. Yeah. So it's like, oh, but if they, if, if they expect that of us like not to be present in meetings, then we're not proper staff really. We're not worth knowing that information. Hmm. So right. if we're not treated that way, then we shouldn't What's have to honestly. properly act like that. Which is why the first two years I was in Sapporo, we were on... What is it like Gyomu Itaku contracts? Yeah, or something? Uh, where, okay. Like, I, I could just leave at lunch and it was the best thing ever. Like one thirty-five every day, I'll be there. Like I'm out of this. See you later. Mm. And then mm. two years after that, they changed the hacking contracts where we have to stay until we have like the allotted like, time like a, that we have. You're to basically stay. like a salaried employee, right? Yeah. Except without yeah, yeah, the salary yeah. and, and the benefits. That is actually what caused a lot of the problems with the Sapporo office because we were getting the same amount of pay, and even though we were contracted originally for twenty-nine point five hours. The reality of the situation is we didn't have to work those hours. Yeah. So then it comes to hacking. We're getting paid the same amounts, in some cases less, for more work and more time sat at our desks. Mm-hmm. And yep. the upper management were like, that's not, you know, that's not how it is. You had to work that same amount before. And we're like, yes, but you, we didn't. You're just yep. being like willfully ignorant to our actual working conditions beforehand. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, 
we did have a really cushy situation before, but when it changes like that, we're going to want some kind of comp- not compensation, but we we want like money to reflect. The yeah, changes yeah. In all, all of a sudden, when you, when you have a situation where it's like you go from okay, I worked this amount of time, and then I go home to now you have to sit at your desk the amount of times i've had to sit at my desk for like four or five hours and it's like oh well david you should be working it's like doing what yeah because you know i have these periods every week of like three days for four to five hours i have nothing to do it's like Mm. okay well you should plan your next lessons it's like i have the entire year fucking finished already because you give me four hours a day yeah same i think especially when we've been here as long as we have we have like lesson plans in abundance like they're yeah. they're spilling out my computer man like yeah, yeah. I, I if someone tells me like you need to do this grammar point or this page i'm like i've got an activity for that because i've been here three fucking years already yeah like i have nothing to plan but like thankfully for me i have my laptop at work and i can like to be honest i literally just sit there and do art and good man that's it's yeah it's it's like if i'm getting paid to desk warm i may as well use my time effectively. and to, like last year my principal was completely okay with that he was nice. there like what are you doing i'm like no i do art and he was really impressed by it and he was like wow that's cool why are you a teacher and i'm there like man i don't know <laughs> man i don't fucking know <laughs> he was a really cool guy and then he left and now yeah it's just not the same man. i feel like there's in all schools there's always like one staff member or one person that makes like really makes the school for you in one yeah. school one school i was lucky like all the staff members are really, really cool we had mm. like cook-offs and shit me and this teacher it was Damn. very good plate yeah dude this this dude he also baked so one day uh, there was like no lunch they told me like a month in advance great school so i bring in a bento and this teacher who's next to me he was like the the fifth grade teacher he brings in a bento we open him up and i'm like your bento is beautiful i was like did did your wife make that and he goes jordan your bento is beautiful did your girlfriend make that and i'm like no sir i made this bento and he's like jordan i also made my own bento and i because Japanese and men right just don't there cook. And then all of Japan's sexism was just eradicated. Eradicated. Yeah, in that done. Beautiful moment. It was you finished. Guys solved it. <laughs> it was it. So me and a the singular tear. A singular tear. By Abe. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've done it. It's all been <laughs> sold. I can leave now. I can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> like, my job as a cultural ambassador, ambassador is complete. I'm yep. going back to my country with this victory behind me. I'm done. That's what I had to do. So me and this teacher, like, whenever there was like half days or days off. He'd be like, ah, oh, Jordan, in like two weeks, we have like a half day. Let's bake something together for the meetings we have in the afternoon. I'm like, sounds good. So he'd bake like something Japanese, like treats. And I'll bake like something more interesting. I made a pie once. It was very cool. And I brought it in and we all had like pie together and shit. Like, it's a oh, really man. good school. And then you have the other schools where one teacher makes the school great. And then they leave. And you're like, I might as well be dead. Why am I here? <laughs> It's like I've been at the same school for four years now. I'm wow. actually one of the like long yeah, I'm one of the longest serving teachers because I just couldn't be bothered to go to a new school and figure out like dynamics and relationships and mm-hmm. I also think for the most part it's kind of detrimental to the kids' learning if they have to get used to a new foreigner. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, foreigners mm-hmm. are difficult to get used to for them. But um so it's just like uh, every year I've like, oh, can I just stay at the same school? And I've always had like so so at this point now I'm just part of the furniture, so it's like I'll just be there, like yo, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. So it's it does have its uh, pluses. Yeah, I I liked um this thing I would do where I would just st- I stopped caring after a while and I realized that I was unfarable. So I was like, I'm just yeah. gonna do 
whatever I want. So I just like went to Starbucks that was in like a 50 minute walk away. It would come back with Starbucks like, oh, hey guys. And she'd be like, Jordan, did you go to Starbucks? I'm like, oh, evidently, yeah, I'm drinking. The fuck? Yeah, of course I did. And I go, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, evidently I can because I did. And I will do the I same thing tomorrow. Hand. Evidence right here. Yeah. And that's One the thing is like, I, I, I started cycling to work a couple of years ago, which is the worst now because there's five months of snow and it's just oh, the most depressing months ever. We'll, we'll but they're, they're like, oh, you're entitled to an hour long break. And I'm there like, okay, uh, I'm going to take that hour long break now. And I'm just going to cycle around for an hour. Just, you know, you know, go bust out a quick 20 K. That's good. And then I'll come back to work. And they're like, they I'll come back and I'm sweaty. And they're like, oh, <laughs> what did you do? And I said, like, oh, you know, I just had to go to the ATM and pay a bill or something. Just the rain. <laughs> you're like drenched in sweat. <laughs> And then they're like, that took an hour. And they're like, oh, there was a really long queue. There was no, there was no. You wouldn't believe it. everyone in Sapporo just had to do something at the ATM at that moment. The two yeah. old men got into a bowing contest, and like it, they just would not get out of the way. Like it was whoever could bow lower. Yep. At one point, they were kissing their own asses. It was insane to watch. But listen, I had to, yeah. I had to stay to the end. I, I did a tally of all of the sumimasen, and there was fourteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I was tallying. How many old women looked at me and went, "Ooh," on this train? And, it was also and then fourteen. To stand near me, and they refused to stand, keeping their distance. Yep. <laughs> yep. I once spooked an old woman in the supermarket so badly I thought she was going to die. Like I turned the corner to grab some milk. This woman was also turning the corner. Our eyes locked, and she went, <gasps> "Like," and I was like, "What? <laughs> Calm down." You're old. Now you feel like you did something wrong. I once had a child look at me in 7-Eleven and burst into tears. That was cool. That's, oh, what a oh, power. Man. That's great. That's cool. Holy shit. Do I don't like children either, so it was like a, a really powerful moment for me. No, I was just like, like yes. yes. Like, how can I harness this power and sell it <laughs> to the masses? I'd, just go to, I'd go to Disneyland and just watch everyone break down. Like just all of these children at Disneyland turn at me and start crying immediately on command. That would be the best. I want that. I want that superpower. <laughs> you, you're, you're literally like the anti-Disney. <laughs> you're supposed to be this land of wonder and you just walk around 15 meter like area around you. Everyone just starts crying. crying. I would, I would love that power. It'd be so oh, good. Like, yeah. It's like, well, everything was well and good at Disney until some white man with a beard made everyone cry. <laughs> you know that would make the news. <laughs> this just in, white man with a beard in Disneyland making the children cry. Could you be related to America? We'll find out next. Dun, dun, dun. We should have a new and show. Then they're like, white man with a beard. Oh God, that's 80% of ALTs. Right. <laughs> they, they can't find who you are. They just start arresting white people with beards. Yeah. So basically, everyone will get arrested. They will take the fall for it, dude. I'd, I'd fully that. I'd be like, listen, guys, mm. it was me. <laughs> Arrest me if you can. Start riding his bike oh, away. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same in uh, Tokyo. From, from what I've seen, they're not as bad, but the police in Sapporo are the biggest bunch of chuckle brothers I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. There was so my friend told me this story one time about there's a terrible club in Sapporo called Booty, exceptional oh, name. Excellent. And, what um, else, bro? There was a guy who was really hammered outside of it, and a police officer like came up to him and was like, "Hey, calm down, basically." And the drunk guy pushed the police officer over, and then a bunch of other police officers run over. You're like, "Oh God, they're gonna go get that guy." No, they just sat next to the other police officer, like 
大丈夫ですか Because he was sat there like on the floor holding his knee in pain. Are you fucking serious? They didn't give a crap about the drunk guy. <laughs> so they all had to have like a little, little powwow. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Do you yeah, need yeah, a snack、yeah. and some green tea? Are you, are you okay?、Um, they need to check up on their own before they arrest a the drunken guy. Did、so. you? It's just, it's ridiculous here, man. All I'm hearing is that crime is easy to commit in Sapporo. It's so easy. Oh, God. So easy. I had, a, I had a dead body outside my apartment, for fuck's sake. Wait, wait, what? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,、um, I don't know how long ago it was. I think it was. One sec, let me ask. Miho, how long ago was the dead body? Let me just, let me just confirm, me just confirm how long the dead body was there. So, so basically, there's a,、um, outside our bedroom window, there's、okay. a car park. Then across from the car park is like a hospital. So, we're, we're on one of the busiest streets in、uh, Sapporo. It's on like where the tram line is.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,、uh, so, if you, if you go straight on our tram line, it's right to Sapporo Station, like the center of the city. And,、um, There was a black car, like with kind of tinted windows, parked in one of the car park spaces,、mm. right at the back of the car park, away from the road. And it was parked a little, like, skewiff. And、uh, it was there for like three weeks. And my girlfriend was like, oh,、mm, it's like creeping me out a little bit. And I was like, it's probably nothing. It's probably at the long stay hotel. Like, don't worry about it. And then he was there for another three weeks. Oh. And I was like,、mm. yeah. A little bit creepy. Bit and then、deep. one day we looked outside and there was black shit leaking out the bottom of it. Like、oh, on a, after、no. a hot day. And my girlfriend was there, like, you know what? This is not ideal. I'm going to call the police. So、mm. we, she called the local, like,、uh, Corban and there was no response. Wait, she called what? the next、Typical. local one and there was no response. And then she called, like, so many of them and they just didn't pick up because, again, police in Sapporo, fucking useless. So she called like the main offices and they're like,、oh, okay, we'll, we'll send some people over to check it out. Like 10 minutes later, like two patrol cars turn up, they get out, and they're like, me and my girlfriend are like this over the window,、nice. like, peering out, looking at them. And、uh, they're like walking around, shining torches in there and stuff. And、uh, they say something, and I don't understand it. And my girlfriend's like, ugh. Like, kind of like recoils in horror a little bit. I'm like, what did they say? And I'm like, oh, they said they found a body. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So,、um, within like five minutes, about 20 police cars turn up, five ambulances, 10 fire trucks, they've blocked off the road. And、Holy、I'm just there、fuck. staring out my window, like, oh, this is, this, is, this is a fun thing to be happening at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Holy And, shit.、Uh, yeah, yeah. So they start, like, I don't know, doing what they need to do. And because it's been there for like, Two and a half months at this point, the body in the car and it has very much turned to liquid. Like, right, yeah, it's, it's completely necrotized. Take the body whatever, away.、Right? So,、um, they at one point, I remember they opened the door and shone their torch in there, and that was in the direction of where my window was. And I was looking out the window, and all of a sudden, I just see Marmite with clothes. Oh, <gasps>、like、it is. And I just got a glimpse of it, and I was like, well, that's the first dead body I've ever seen, even though it's not really a body anymore, it's just a puddle. It was、oh, no、a strange experience. So, yeah, it had like basically turned back into fucking protein at that point, right? You know, 100%、yeah. like the local Coban is fucking on his stupid bike. He cycles around, looks at the car. Oh, that's dead body. I'll leave it to another Coban to deal with. Just、Probably. cycles away. Yeah. Next Coban does the same、like... thing, cycles away. And then the thing is, 
so there was like car park attendants there and my girlfriend had said to them like yo there's a car there that's been there for way too long and i'm hmm. like yeah we'll deal with it they didn't obviously just like complete ambivalence towards it Dickheads. but then they phoned up like a week later and they were like doing like a follow-up investigation or whatever hmm. and i don't know man I don't think it was a suicide because I think it would have been more cut and dry had yeah. it been a suicide. And the car did look a bit yakuza, like blacked mm. out windows and shit. So I don't know, man. It was it was yeah, a strange. That's a, little, that's a little bit sus, right? When all the windows are blacked out. That's sus, yeah. And like it kind of ruined. Like everyone has, and, and rightly so for the most part. Like Japan, in terms of crime, is a lot safer than I guess, especially where me and you come from, Jordan. But then that kind of like ruins the image of it. I'm like, there was a dead body literally outside my window. Like, I can go look out my window now mm. and see exactly where it was. Nice. And for four months or five months afterwards, there was still like a black stain on the floor from his bodily juices. Yeah, listen, you can't scrub out bodily juices. No, they nope. they don't they don't have the cleaning products in Japan. If you're in London, you can find some yeah, shit. They, to... I was gonna say in London and Birmingham, they're like, yeah, aisle two, man. We got your dead body <laughs> removal. Right, you're good. There. Yeah. You go and you're like, hey, listen, bro, this is a weird one. You're in Tesco or some shit, you're in Asda. You're like, bro, this is a weird one, man. There's a dead body outside my house for like a couple of weeks now. We've got a little black stain. It's like, mate, go me. A couple of weeks, how long though? Two weeks, three? It's like, I think three and a half. I'll four, mate. <laughs> Green bottle, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, we've got the product for you. <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to upsell you. <laughs> you need a they're little like, oh, maybe If, if you leave it like a week longer, the that product for four weeks is actually a little bit cheaper. So maybe you should get that one instead. Mate, instead. wait a week and a half. We got you. It's buy one, get one free on the five-week product. It doesn't work as well, but listen. This is a that... lady at the end of the aisle selling samples like a Costco. <laughs> like Costco. Like, oh, yeah. Here you go. Like fucking Costco. It's like, listen, I'm, it's not a whole body per se. It's just a foot. Like, what do you got for me? It's like, mate, just take some of these sample kits. <laughs> she's, got, she's got a cooler next to her. She pulls on the arm. <laughs> what's out the foot? And it's like it's like I mean you may as well get another bottle while you're here. You never know when the next foot's gonna turn. Right, exactly, right. bro. Honestly, just get the full tub. Like seriously, just put it in the basement. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, this shit don't leak. Smack this shit don't leak. You're good, dude. That yeah, mm. Japan's kind of Japan's kind of fucked. But I mean that's that's like what I've said before, right? Like mm. nothing in Japan changes until someone dies, and then all of a sudden fifteen yes. cop cars show up, right? Like yes. That nothing happens until someone, you know, yeah. kicks a bucket and then people. What does like, weed? Oh no! It's why it's it's why it's so uh, the crime rate and stuff is so low because nothing's really reported. No, and then when you well, and, I mean, and that's yeah. the thing as well. Apparently, so apparently one of the things that happens is I live kind of I think like a ten minute walk away from an area. It's like a nice area and there's not much that happens there, but it's an area where a lot of yakuza live, Ooh. and they say that so many of the things that are found around that area. That are, they just list them as suicides because they're like we that's know, easier like, and less paperwork technically mm. and you know so I'm, I'm, it might be like a quite a cynical point of view but apparently it's legitimately something that happens which is you know that's fun murder listed as suicide mm. for the sake of their numbers cool I mean yeah so I, ha- I have to ask though because like we, we've lived in Tokyo for four years like what's your experience been like living in Sapporo because I have to imagine that it's quite different, different. yeah yeah, I'd imagine so. And the thing is, like, I am the biggest proponent of Hokkaido ever. I think it's I've seen. an incredible, incredible place. And, like, I will talk about it without pause forever because it's just, 
like I've been to Tokyo, I think like thirteen times or something. Oh, so shit. I'm I'm well versed with it there, and, and from what I've been like. From my experiences, it's not a place I could see myself ever living just because it's the same reason as like with London. It's a giant city. Everyone seems very much like they're in a rush and mm. it's compared to Sapporo, people are nowhere near as friendly because everyone's in a rush as well. Yeah. So with Sapporo as well, it's like, it's very much a big city. It's like the fifth largest in Japan still. It's Hokkaido's biggest city. So you still get like the big city vibes. Anything you need is here, but it's at a much more leisurely pace. People tend to be friendlier. We have the best food in Japan, according to me. It's like, I think like in like terms that. of regional cuisine, Hokkaido is, is very much up there because of like some of the freshest seafood on earth, mm. which, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. And then you get things like Genghis Khan and soup curry with the home of miso ramen. So it's like so many, especially with miso ramen, like so many of like the country staples that's here it originated here so it's you can go anywhere within hokkaido and there's going to be exceptional exceptional food it feels and coming from england as well like i'm so spoiled because there we go yeah yeah, yeah. i can vouch like, for I fucking like, soup curry soup yeah curry soup curry is fucking max good. it's so good soup, soup curry is my favorite food it's just like with my curry sensibilities coming from birmingham where curry like there are curry houses on every corner and then you know i come here and there's this mm. New form of curry that comes with like a shit ton of the like fresh Japanese vegetables. Oh my god! The, Count the, me in. You like soup curry? The first time. Oh. Yeah. We confirming with his girlfriend. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a green curry soup. Interesting. Thanks, dude. <sighs> but this. I mean, there are so many different variations of it as well. It depends right. where you go. I have to imagine, though, like, I, I think that probably Hokkaido is very similar to where I grew up. Mm. Like In the it, fact that it's very cold? Like, one, it's cold. Mm. Two, I think the city, like, construction and size is the same because we have to deal with the same kind of weather. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, I think, yeah. like, going... Because I've never been to Hokkaido. So I assume once. that oh, if I went to Hokkaido, I'd just be like, oh, I'm, I'm home. home. But everything's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. So Japan, the, Canada. The thing is as well, like, um, Sapporo is built on a grid system because it was built by a bunch of Americans Smart. in terms of... So, um, one of the yep, first things in Sapporo like was Hokkaido University and they got a bunch of American professors in to teach them about ag agriculture because they had this massive bountiful land and they wanted to know what the best and most effective way to uh, make produce on it was. So, they got a bunch of Americans in at the university. They got a bunch of them to teach all of these Japanese students and that's very much still present today. So that's why so many like, uh, of like we have like you buddy melon and like potato, like great potatoes and mm -hmm. great dairy from Hokkaido and mm -hmm. Hokkaido cheese. Because I mean, you can't, you can't buy any dairy product here. That's not from Hokkaido. Like yeah. everything is exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just there like, ha ha ha. You're getting it for so much more expensive. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, good, good Hokkaido. Like butter is like Money. a thousand yen. Yeah. Yeah. Hokkaido, I mean, to be fair, Hokkaido butter here is, it's like, expensive. Mm. I think, it, it compared, comparing it to England, obviously, but mm. Miho, how much is Hokkaido butter? Like, 400 yen? Butter. 400 yen? Yeah, and then, I mean, the cheese here is quite expensive as well, but it's Hokkaido product, and that's, you, you can go to so many places, like, just outside of the city, and they'll have their own, like, dairy farms and everything, where you can go and eat everything and it's just it's so good 
I was going to say that, like, I know, like, in, if you go to, like, more down south, uh, they had these weird fruit stands where you'd be driving the road, and it would just be a farm, and it would be like, hey, we grew too many, I don't know, fucking peaches this year. Go on, fucking take them. Take a bunch and yeah. pay whatever you want in the box. And I love those things, and, and I feel like Hokkaido has the same thing with, like, milk and butter and shit. Just refrigerated yeah, set up like, by the road. And th- even even with things like uni and ikura as well, like mm. Miho's, uh, my girlfriend's dad or parents, they'll just get like a uh, a random shipment from somewhere and it's just like a box of frozen uni that they had in surplus. And it's like a box of uni that would otherwise cost, what, like, Sandman. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, right, yeah, it's, like it's... hundreds of dollars. Yo, that's insane. Mm-hmm. I want people to send me boxes of expensive things to my house. That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, Holy be, shit. Nice. God damn it. So it's, and, and like, I mean, I, again, I could talk all day about Hokkaido because I think that like, you can kind of replicate the, uh, for so many people who come to Japan and they have like the idea of what they want it to be. Mm. And obviously so many of the people who do come here is like, I'm not going to talk shit about them as much as I want to. So much of so many of those people come here because they're like, I want the Blade Runner experience. I want the anime stuff. Please like, talk shit about those people. We live for that. This shit. is all we do on this podcast. <laughs> oh, talking shit about those people. Oh, just talk oh, mad shit. Do. Yeah. Make, please make me a permanent feature or it's just Joe talks shit because Joe, fuck me dead. Like, yeah. those people really bother me. But and mostly because, like, you know. Okay, being in Japan for four years has actually made me despise anime. I know I've got fucking Ghibli posters up here and like a Ghibli <laughs> sleeve tattoo and stuff, but that's different. That's like, I'm talking about, you know, like the shonen anime and everything like that. Yeah. It's just dog shit. Mm. But like, so those people come here with those expectations and obviously they think the only place really I can get that is in Tokyo. And then there's the other side of people who are like, I want to see like Kinkakuji and everything like that. And they're like, I want to go to Kyoto. But people kind of leave Sapporo off of their itinerary because it's underrepresented a little bit. Like people yeah. don't know as much about it, but people maybe know about the beer and the snow festival. And yeah. the beer, I don't really drink beer. People say it's good. Uh, the snow festival is pretty much hell on earth after the yes. first 10 minutes. And yes. actually the snow festival should be on right now, but Corona. So like it's underrepresented. People don't know much about it, but if, if people want those like Blade Runner moments, we have that. Susikino is like the second biggest entertainment district in Japan. Been there. So you have that. And then the way I always think about it is that Hokkaido and Sapporo especially is like distinctly Japanese, but it's almost mm. got its own culture and identity because it's a new city. It was only founded in like 1873. Like the football team that I support is as old as that in England, for goodness oh, sake. Shit. Yeah, so like, right. You know, we, we, have, um, we do have things like we have Hokkaido Shrine. So we have the sort of more archaic side of Japan that people want to see. But it's just, it feels so much more manageable because it is in this grid system where Mm. everything is a little bit easier to get to. Everything's easy to navigate and you get like great food, you get Japanese culture, but it's like, it's a little bit different. I feel like it all, it all does tie into what Japan is. People tend to pick and choose the parts of Japan that they want to experience. And these are the people I generally hate with a burning passion because you can't pick and choose the parts of Japan you want to take interest in and ignore the rest. Like oh, you... some people try real oh, fucking hard. Oh, they fucking try. Like some people are like, oh, Japan's shrines and anime and the streets are clean and sushi is, is, is great. And I'm like, motherfucker, go to Kabukicho. We saw a rat yeah. the size of a dog in Kabukicho. 
I I saw a dead body for goodness sake. You saw a fucking Joe saw a fucking dead body. Listen, I I hate those people who pick and choose parts of Japan they want to like uh like like um yeah, my 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 biggest problem is the people who kind of put Japan on a pedestal as well. And I think for us having lived here for four, like for well four years, Jordan four years, and obviously you studied here, David. I don't know how long. Yeah, I've, I've been here. I me, me and Jordan oh, were in the same, same training match. thing. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfect. And like, so the people who kind of glamorize what Japan is as well, and people very much like idolize it as this bastion of cleanliness and technological progression which hasn't been true for thir- like almost 40 oh. years since use fax made. machines yeah the fact yeah. that fax machines are still like a common staple in this country makes me like just God. every every time someone tells me something like oh man japan is so advanced because they see some like really um Gundam. like high-end like consumer <laughs> bullshit like oh they have like cool toilets i'm like yeah that's the only fucking thing because they're still using paper for fuck's <laughs> sake motherfuckers still yeah. use paper so I, I had to go to the ward office yesterday and it, again it's one Sorry. of the worst experiences ever yes and it's even when they did like the abe money thing and mm-hmm. they it was like compared to korea who did an online system and everyone got their money immediately we got a fucking form that we had to fill out and then send back it's like it's the so digital funny. age and it's, it's so funny dude i i got that form yeah filled it out that week mm. sent it in mm. i didn't see that money for like five months yep and i'm like how like this is supposed to be relief money right i'd be dead yeah. i'd be dead i'd be long dead i'd be that man in that fucking car leaking yep. out the sides by the time i got that fucking money right like what are you yeah. doing and and that's the thing is like obviously people uh from an out- outside perspective of what they see in japan is you know it's through the media that they consume and that's yeah. very much tailored towards their interests so they only see those things and then you live here and you do realize that there's a massive litany of problems mm. on like, you know, a daily level, on a social level, yep. on like a hierarchical le- hierarchy yep. system from mm-hmm. it just everything. Like their work culture is trash, awful. And it's and then you try and uh, like those fucking people on Twitter who want to be Japanese and stuff. And when we're speaking from experience, it's like we're not here to degrade Japan for the sake of it. We're here to talk about the issues that it legitimately has and then you get these white savior motherfuckers on twitter who are like if you don't like it then just leave and it's like well i am bitch <laughs> so, so fuck off nice i feel like twitter is gaijin twitter or like gaijin twitter in japan is like the worst twitter like i but it, 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 so get gaijin twitter and k-pop twitter the two, oh well i mean so oh. here's the thing there are tears obviously there are like the nazis and everything yeah. and all of those scum on earth they're obviously at the bottom but in terms of like the mid-tier not aggressive yeah the mid-tier yeah. it's guiding twitter and k-pop twitter right at the bottom it's right up there dude it's awful i feel like um yeah because i i do see your um interacting with people on twitter sometimes and sometimes you interact with people i know and i find it very entertaining so like uh, you interact in what way oh because you interacted with uh, what's his face um uh, May- mayday san a little while ago uh yeah yeah, that was... oh, I know the exact, um, the exact, yeah, the exact thing you're talking yeah. about. It was funny. Said that old Japanese men are a disease. <laughs> Japanese old men are a disease. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, where's I'm the wrong. lie? You can't. Where's the where's lie? Where's the lie? The logic is Where, there. There is no lie. Honestly, like, yeah. So I mean, and that's the thing is like 
people really pick and choose their battles to have about Japan as well. And yeah. That's where I take umbrage. So I was like, mm, I'm not doing this. No. Do you do you feel like like since you've got here to now, you've become like way more of a cynical person about I was just, just kind about of everything? One hundred percent. The problem is that Japan has made me more cynical in general, and that's mostly as like so. I will lead with a disclaimer that uh, my Japanese is absolutely nowhere near where it should be. And that's for a, a litany of reasons. Like language and me don't mix particularly well. I've also spent like all of my time doing art instead of learning. But uh, like outside of that, even it's, you know, we've spent four years in a country that doesn't really ever want to accept us. Yeah. And that I right. think is enough to make anyone cynical. Like it very much will. And that's one of the things is like, that was kind of the leading conversation I had with my girlfriend. Like, if we have children, I don't want them to grow up in Japan because mm. I feel like they'd have a worse quality of life here than they would, like, somewhere in England because they'd be living in a country where they have, like, they are nationals of this country, but this country doesn't accept them as fully part of it. That that, that was That's my whole life, by the way, in London, in the UK. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. I, I feel that. Like, um... Coming from, like, growing up in the UK, you realise that, as, like, as a black person, you realise that you're part of the country, but you are not part of the country. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're very much sort of uh, discarded by, like, a massive, like, swath of the population. So people, like, like, oh, go back to your own country. And it's like, I'm literally from here. Like, I Mm. pay more tax Mm. than you. What the fuck? So for me, coming to Japan, it's kind of the exact same feeling, only in Japan it's kind of less. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's just my experience. Because like, no one no one in Japan is going like, oh, go back to England. I'm like, no. Yeah, like the, I, I I can't say I've ever had that. Uh, Someone's like, go back to your country. It's like, oh, okay. d- d- different yeah, experiences. Probably be yeah. like, go back to America. And I'm like, I'm not American. <laughs> I have that all the time. What? Oh, I, I told someone on a podcast before. A really drunk guy came up to me. I was walking home. It's a junk, drunk student. And he said something. But I couldn't hear him. I was wearing headphones. So I ripped the headphones out. And I'm like, huh? Noni, noni, and he says in Japanese, he's like, no, what do you say? He goes like, uh, I love Donald Trump or something like that. Like, I like Trump, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not American, dude. And there's this massive pause where he was like, my racism has failed. What do, what do I do now? I'm like, well, yeah, see ya. <laughs> I gotta go home. I just yeah. kept walking, and what? he stood there for a minute, like, what do I do now? This is all I so had. I'm going to reread about my political views. <laughs> that's the thing, and it's like, even now, like, I, um, I was out, I, I was walking around Sakina last weekend, and these really drunk Japanese guys were like, Welcome to Sapporo! And I'm like, Mate, I was like, Japan literally isn't letting tourists in right that's now. so dumb. So clearly, I live here. <laughs> it's, yeah. It doesn't even cross their mind. Is that the questions they it ask? It really doesn't. It doesn't. It's no. like, when. Ah, ah, do you like Japanese uh, sushi? And it's like, yeah, it's fine. Ah, very good. When are you going home? It's like, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. fuck. That was, that was like a really big jump in that conversation. We had it when it, it was like, I think it was Halloween 2019. And mm. we were in an izakaya as a group. And there was a group of Japanese people next to us. And our group consisted of like, I don't know, like seven uh, gaijin and two or three Japanese people. And these people at the table next to us were constantly trying to like talk to us in English. And Been we were like, uh, we, we were like, I was there like, leave me alone. I, I'm very quick to be like, hey, I don't want part in this conversation. I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. 
and at one point our japanese friend who is very very forthcoming just turned around and he was there like uh just because we have some foreigners in our group does not mean that you are welcome to join this group in any way good we do not want to speak to you please stay in your group and we will stay in our group thank you very much oh. and they were just like shell-shocked that this japanese person oh. said that to them wait but he lived in england for a year and new zealand for four years there we go so he was like yeah so he's He's very forthcoming. And then at the end of the night, as they were all leaving, every single person apologized to us when they were leaving. Good, good. Uh, that guy introduced me to him. That's a friend I need to have. <laughs> I love Japanese people who've lived abroad for a long time and come back to Japan and they just, they take no shit. Those, yeah. Ryoma, if you're listening to this, there's your shout out, you stupid motherfucker. There you go. Love him. Love that. Those are my he's, fucking he's cool people. Guy. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, because they, they realize, like, I think, like, a lot of Japanese people who leave and come back realize that like there's this there's this like veneer on japan where you're supposed mm. to act a certain way yeah and they they immediately realize that all of that is entirely bullshit well yeah like 100 yeah. percent. so there's like i don't fucking care because like you're you're so like caught up in that loop that there will be no repercussions for me being an asshole and i'll get my way so i don't care yeah exactly yeah, yeah pretty much it's like a light bulb moment for them yeah mm. where they're like oh so i don't have to act like this cool my whole perspective has changed and that's right. a great thing i feel like people who go abroad right. and come back you can navigate um japanese society a lot easier you mm. you can sort of see the source code you can see the writing on the wall right you you become neo mm. you're basically neo yeah. becoming i feel like it's the same thing like as a, as a foreigner speaking enough japanese to like get into a an, a non-english teaching role same thing you can fucking you can neo that shit because you have the ability that the the older generation, the older generation of foreigners who've come here who are now working the same job, but they don't have the language ability, you have a, a step up on them. But at the same time, they're in a higher position than you only for seniority. Mm-hmm. So you can do shit like, oh, Jordan, can you translate this? No. Why don't you do it? You've lived, you've lived here for 30 years. Why don't you translate this? Fuck off now. Like, that is... Some of the power you have. I'm busy doing other things. Use Google. You fucking peasant. Like, stuff like that's pretty fun to do. So it's a... Obviously, in a, in a more polite way. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Later, maybe... Please go fuck yourself. There we go. Yeah. Could aside. Please go fuck <laughs> yourself, you fucking peasant. Like, you have to add the niceties in there as well. As long Moshiwake, as you, go fuck yourself. Moshiwake, go and fuck yourself, please. I, I think as long as you end the email with Yoroshiko Nagashimasu, anything you say is fun. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's okay, yeah. yeah. It's like, dear sir or madam. Their honor, their family, their children, yeah. everything, but then just Yoroshiko Nagashimasu and they're like, ah. And that's fine, yeah. We, I worked out, it's a good one, I worked out in schools that Yoroshiko Nagashimasu doesn't actually mean like, thank you, you know, please, it just means like, this conversation is now over. Now you have to do the things I've asked you to do. So it tends to be the first one to say Yoroshiko Nagashimasu wins the conversation. So you've got to be, like you've, got to, race. you've got to get there mm. first. <laughs> like, I once cut a teacher off half Yoroshiko Nagashimasu. She was like, oh, hey, Jordan, we're really sorry. I'm so busy today. Could you uh, make like 50 copies of this? Yoroshiko Nagashimasu, oh, blah, blah, blah. I have a class in five minutes. You have to do it yourself. Yoroshiko Nagashimasu, they fucking ran away. Didn't even have a class. <laughs> just just ran away. Run away down the co- corridor. <laughs> Like Zoyberg from Futurama. Fucking <laughs> 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 dashing away. Joe Sachs, you're going back to the UK. Are you feeling how are you feeling about going back to the UK? Um it's it's like a really bittersweet thing for me. So mm. uh 
I mean, I, I really, I, for, for me, it just felt like Sapporo is kind of untenable on the job front as well because even for people who can speak Japanese, mm. it, it's like the only real avenue is teaching and that's just not what I want to do long term. So I, I needed to get out of it eventually. And then, I mean, England in its current state Trash fire, is yeah. just like everything's, yeah, everything's still in lockdown. So I'm hoping that changes in three months or so. But mm. as for like leaving Sapporo, mm. that's that's going to be really difficult for me because i genuinely genuinely love this city like i love it so much and so much of like my daily life is so much more enjoyable just for the fact that it's in this city and mm-hmm. even things like i mean i know it's the weather's not exactly uh permitting at the moment but so much of my time is spent cycling around and just support is perfect for it and i can just go and cycle into the mountains and yeah i know that like i'm 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 very cynical about Japan now, but there's still so much of it that I enjoy, like looking at and seeing, and like Sapporo especially. I love all the mountains and lakes and like that kind of aspect of nature. And Hokkaido has that in abundance. So the fact that I'm gonna go back home and not be able to see that on a regular basis is super sad. As a man who's done this before, I have done the whole live in Japan for a year, go back to the UK, and then be very depressed about being back in the UK. And then coming back to Japan again, it is it's a it's a it's a massive blow. You go from like all yeah. your your daily conveniences and such. Mm-hmm. You go back to the UK and you're like, well, this fucking sucks. Can't can't go to the mountains. There's no mountains near here. It's dingy. It's rainy. There's crime. This fucking sucks. This is awful. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be like massive reverse culture shock for me as well. It hits so one, hard. One of the things that I really do value as well is this like feeling safe. Like mm. just, I, I can go out at one o'clock in the morning through a dark park and I feel safe. Yeah. And the only yeah. thing that's going to attack me is a fox or yeah. maybe a bear if I'm like 40 miles down the road, but that's not going to happen. Whereas I'll, I'll go home and I will absolutely lose all of that. Like that, that mm. kind of safety just won't be there for me. And yeah. I feel like in like, even in the minutiae of every day, that's going to kind of affect me. So yeah. You're gonna have to like deprogram yourself to weird Japanese things we do here as well, mm. like leaving your phone on the table when you go to like get stiff. You're gonna have to be really aware of all your belongings again, which is yeah, a real like fucking my, pain. My girlfriend was walking with her phone in her back pocket, and I was there, like, "You can't do that in three months." Nope. Yeah, like nope. sticking out of a back pocket, I was like, "No can do." There is. Oh yeah, mm. your girl, has your girlfriend lived in the UK before, or has she? No, she she lived in Australia for one year, maybe. Yeah, one year. No mm. way. Australia's pretty sick. So when I first met her, she had like a really strong Aussie accent, but I'm breaking her down so she sounds a little bit English now. Break. Listen, that's the most important thing. That's the first thing to do. Get get some tea in her. Give her a scone. She'll be fine. That's all you need. Oh no, you say scone. Yeah. Jordan. Do you say scone? It's a scone. I say scone. Thing is, I used to say scone all the time. But then the issue is, um, everyone says scone, and every time I said scone, everyone's like, "Isn't it scone?" And I'm like, "Fuck, you fucking fine." It's a fucking. And now the reverse is happening, and I'm gonna bully you into saying scone. <laughs> Fuck. Scone. <It's laughs> Can't go into my mom's, my mom's says scone, and we don't let her live it down. We just. Bully her. <laughs> I she, thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say my mom says scone, and we don't let her live. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" I mean. I... When I move back, maybe I'll have less patience for her stupidity <laughs> saying scone. So maybe she won't leave. <laughs> Do you think you're going to end up coming back to Japan after a while or too early to say? Potentially. I mean, so 
uh, her visa is for two years. So what happens after that, we don't know. And I don't know whether it's going to be a, a, like, I do a master's or something and then get proficient in Japanese, which is a complete and a long shot and probably won't happen. But it's, yeah, it will just be like when it comes closer to it, we'll weigh our options. And I think I'd be very sad if I didn't get another chance to live in Japan. And because it's, this is kind of like a selfish thing as well for me, but this last year was going to be like, Hey, I'm going to see more of Japan. I'm going to travel as much as I can because maybe I won't get an opportunity in the future. Mm. And then Corona happened. So like, I've missed out on so many things and seeing as much as many things as I'd like to have done. Like we had so many prospective trips. We had like a road trip around Kyushu in the pipeline and like a trip to Hiroshima and everything. And now it's things that realistically I can't do without it costing an absolute bomb and me maybe needing like a month off from work, which yes. is just right, difficult. Right. So mm. yeah. Dude, that sucks. I mean, Corona really was fucking yeah. awful. Worst timing. Yeah. And, and like, even with life in Sapporo, one of the best things here is all of the festivals and there hasn't been any for over a year. I mean, the last one was the snow festival at this time last year and it just, it kind of sapped the joy out of everything. And mm-hmm. thank- thankfully for the most part, uh, I know that you guys are still in a state of emergency, right? Uh... <laughs> Loosely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, Obviously, I think our daily lives have been much less affected than maybe other people in America and England and Canada and everything. So mm-hmm. we've been able to kind of go about our things and still do things that we enjoy. We haven't been completely locked inside. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's true. It's definitely sapped a lot of the enjoyment out of me being in a foreign culture and wanting to experience it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sad that I've missed out on that opportunity. But I, I, I've done enough. And like, I've got a trip to, um, uh, at the end of the month, we're going to Abishiri, which is just like, Okay, yeah, yeah. In Hokkaido, That's so for fun. the full, it's where the uh, drift ice is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited for that. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. That's that's like my bucket list thing. And then my other bucket list was to go and see all of the uh, cranes in like the red build cranes in Kushiro, which is where my girlfriend's mom's from. But we haven't had the chance for that. Mm. So maybe in the future. You'll so I'll back. have to come back so I can do all of that shit. I mean, the the art, the, the designs of the art you make are crazy, and you're actually selling them at the moment. So I'm definitely sure that if that really picked up, you could just do that freelance and perhaps. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk to you about that specifically. Yeah. So, like, wh- how how did you get started doing that? Like, did you go to school for it, or like what? So. Really quickly, can we hold that question just so I can quickly go to the bathroom and then pick up afterwards? Sure. Yes. yes. On the question. Perfect. Pause Thank the recording. Like two seconds. Okay, we're back. We were talking, we spoke about Pokemon cards for yeah, a bit for, for a hot minute. Go on, continue, David. Yeah, but uh, uh, I want I want to talk about <laughs> talk about your art because that's that's actually kind of before I even knew that you knew Jordan is I had seen your art on Instagram and on I think it was Twitter as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. And I was kind of yeah, like, um, blown away because it's it's I I used to do graphic design myself like a little bit just kind of like dabbled here and there but i i love mm. how just clean vector art is yeah so seeing like really nicely done vector art is just it's good chef's kiss yeah. it was um it was actually a really strange thing so i used to i used to sketch and draw a little when i was younger but it was nothing outside of just like a very small hobby and then it really didn't continue past like high school for me and it was never like my main hobby or anything like that it was just something i dabbled in Mm -hmm. and i didn't go to school for this i didn't 
do a degree in it or anything like that. I did English at university, which was a complete fucking waste of time. But like, it was. Amen to that. I was gonna say. I think it was. Yeah, it was about like two, just over two years ago or something. And I used to mess around a little bit in Photoshop and like Photoshop my friends faces onto places where they shouldn't be inappropriately nice. you know, <laughs> funny stuff mm-hmm. and i was like i was like i wonder if i could draw in this so i literally did a small portrait of my sister using only the base shapes that are found in photoshop mm-hmm. and it came out pretty cool and i was like oh wow that's all right that's pretty cool and then i started doing like little portraits of other people and like i did like three or four and then i was like maybe i could make a travel poster out of this because i'd always loved travel posters and it was never it never even registered to me that maybe i could make them Mm. so when i was like gave myself a little bit of the skill set i was like maybe i should tackle it and i I made the um shinkansen fuji poster and i I was like oh wow shit i was like maybe i can do this and like it was very simple and i look back on it now and i'm like it's very much my first uh first poster and it's it's really nice to see it as a starting point and i've like i've since remade a fuji poster which i think is one of my best designs and it just very much stemmed from there of like i have a cursory understanding of this software how can i use it to do make what i want to make and then i realized after that that photoshop had its limitations for what i wanted to do and it wasn't necessarily suited for vector artware artwork sorry so i like i was like oh try out illustrator and i tried it out and i was like fuck this this is so confusing i'm gonna do photoshop yep and i made another po- i made another poster in photoshop and then i was like okay fuck this i'm gonna try and learn illustrator because this just isn't working with what i want to do so i threw myself into the deep end with illustrator and just kind of self-taught myself and thankfully it's quite an intuitive software and like i learned how to do what i wanted to do and just continued making posters and trial and error of you know learning how to use it and how to create certain things and certain effects and i'm still i still feel like i'm such an amateur at this point as well because i there is simple things i don't know how to do and then complicated things i do know how to do because it's all just me putting myself in software and trying to figure out how to how to use it but it's 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 been like it's it's something i never expected to happen and now i'm like thankfully somehow making money out of it on a side business i also do like uh this year especially i've kind of focused on taking commissions and like clients on for things like logo design and stuff like that and turns out logo designing is really fun so it's just been such a strange process for me and not something i ever really expected to happen especially not at the start but it's like all consuming now it's all i ever think about and cycling cycling and art is all i ever think about so like where do you where do you go for like um like your designs is just kind of you know oh i want to make this this week and that's what you get or are you specifically choosing things to that's a good question actually so it's it's because so much of what i do as well is like pop culture so for travel posters it's it's and it's very much like what the, the stuff that i like so like that's where all the ghibli ones came from it's just like i loved i've always loved ghibli movies and i think i have like all of the art books like that miyazaki made and everything and i was like i want to basically try and recreate the feeling of this movie but in my own way and that was very much where like those inspiration things came from with other things like i do a lot of like disneyland stuff and i i do love disneyland i'm like a big sucker for that shit and i love disney as well but my sister especially my twin sister who i actually run the uh business with she's massively into it so that very much started as like a kind of thing for her for her where i was like mate i'll 
and she's the one who kind of encouraged me to start selling it. Like I remember I made like I was it like a big Thunder Mountain poster or something, and I mm-hmm. sent it to her, and I was like, "What do you think?" And she was like, "I think people would buy this." Yeah, and I'm there like, "Fuck off!" And then lo and behold, people actually did buy it, and they bought a lot of it as well. And so, in a not so cynical way, a lot of the Disneyland stuff is because of my sister and because I like it, but a lot of it is also because that it's something that will sell, mm-hmm. like. That, that 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 is operates in the back of my mind now as a small business owner is that like what would people like and what do people right. want so so much of it is my own personal taste a lot of it some of it is what I think other people would like and then like my friends as well like I made an Evangelion poster last year because my friend likes Evangelion and he was in a tough spot and I was like I'll cheer him up and make him a poster and then like recently my friend got me back into pokemon because he loves pokemon so i made those posters for him and doing those art has like made me like realize that it's really fun to make stuff for other people as well within reason because some people are like make this and i'm like have you ever seen anything i've ever made before that makes zero sense so it's just like and i just like finding inspiration in other things like i was walking through a station in Sephora saying they had a, you had a JR poster and it was just a blue sky and a train crossing and I was like that'd make a sick poster so mm. now I'm working on that as a poster so it's like even just finding out stuff outside is like really it's just good inspiration as well so you said that you started taking commissions and I have to I have to ask this because in another life I also took commissions for doing art um how many people have you come across who are like, hey, I have an idea for, you know, a post or whatever. And then they pitch you this idea and you're like, this is fucking imp- – like, do you even know what kind of – you'll be like – they say something like, I want you to make a poster, but can you make it 3D? <laughs> it's like, no, the poster is flat. Like, what the fuck are you talking – like, that kind Thankfully, of – you I know what I do? Though, yeah. But there are people who are like um... – so obviously so much of my art is centered on um not the ghibli poster so much but so much of it is centered on like architecture and landscape and then i get people who are there like hey can you do the like tiki room at disneyland i'm like it's singing parrots like what (laughs) what about any poster that i've ever made would suggest that i'd make a poster of singing fucking parrots (laughs) so it's just like i think you know i very much again like it goes back to this kind of um, complex where I've struggled to call myself an artist or an illustrator or a designer because I still feel very limited in what I'm able to do. It's like, I can only work when inspiration strikes. If someone goes, hey, do this, I can't do it. Like, I don't have what I think to be a good enough idea for it. So it's like, I very much... So I much prefer taking logo designs because it's something that's a lot smaller scale and Mm -hmm. there's a lot more kind of instead of building this massive scene of everything like intricate parts that are moving it's a brand mark and it's a tight mark and that's much easier for me to sit and work out an idea because so often if i'm trying to make a poster and i have to sit and work out the idea it won't work i need to have a really strong idea of what it's going to look like in my head before i make it so it's like yeah it works a lot more with logos than it does with posters yeah i feel that must be difficult though i feel like there must be loads of um people who don't look at your body of work and just sort of go hey make this but i feel like if those people yeah. are asking you to do things like hey i want to pay you to make this you know you, you can be like you know 
not really what I do, but you know, thanks so much for the commission, you know, we'll see what we can do. But I feel like a lot of those people who just say, make this, they're not really offering anything, like monetary wise. They're just like, oh, I want to see this, so make it. It's like, mate. It, uh, and there is so much of that. And like, I, it, there's always like this inner conflict where I'm like, I really appreciate these people taking enough interest in my art. Yeah. But also, fuck, fuck you, that's not what you do. Yeah. Like, so, and, and you get so much of it. I remember on like Reddit, I posted, um, was it? I think I posted like the Mononoke print on Reddit. Nice. And someone like obviously it's it's a tongue in cheek comment from them, but they said, "Oh, I'll give you twenty bucks to make a Nausicaa one." <laughs> and I was like, "That's just not something you say to someone like that because you it's like even if it's tongue in cheek, you're still like de- like devaluing someone's time and, and art." Yeah. For the sake of a comment, and I'm like, "Dude, come on!" Like, don't I was don't like, be if a you dickhead. give me like two thousand dollars, I'll do it. Honestly. And then right. I did it. That's a Nausicaa one right there, like just above me. I, I, I actually, your Nausicaa one is one of my favorite ones. Say that again, sorry. Your Nausicaa one is one of my favorite ones. Oh, well, there's a horrible story about that as well. It's, I... it's probably my favorite poster I've ever made. And the Illustrator file got corrupted, so I no longer have it. Which is the most heartbreaking thing. And So I, now, I, so I now you, you just have the proof? Say that again, sorry. You just have the proof, like the final, like... Yeah, so I've got I've got like a lossless PNG file, which isn't bad, which is how I could like because I designed it as an A4 poster and then I could right. blow it up with the PNG and stuff, mm. but I don't have an editable Illustrator file. And I used like recovery software to find it, and I found it, located it, and it wouldn't recover because it was corrupted. And oh it was, no! Oh, it was, sucks. It was it sucked, but like thankfully it's literally only the Nausicaa poster, which it sucks because it really is one of my favorites. Like I don't, it, it's funny as well because. I tried to make that poster like four or five times and I sat in front of it like just and I could not do it. It just wouldn't work. Mm. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a try. And then I did it in two hours, which is like my record time for a poster. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I've, ha- I've had this this happen to to me as well. Yep. I, I used to do like three, 3D animation and there'd be times where I just like, I'd be banging my head against this anime. I'm like, this looks like shit. It's not working. It's not working. And then it'd be like 5 a.m. one day and I'm just like, Ah, you know what? I'll fire up this program, and then by like six, I'm like, "Oh, I'm done." And this looks fucking awesome. Like, yeah. how the fuck did that happen? Yep. No. Yeah. Um, for me, so much of it feels like luck. Not luck, but like it's just the look of the draw. Because sometimes I will spend hours and hours on a poster, and it'll come out, and I'll be like, eh, "You know what? I'm happy enough to put it out there, but mm. I'm not super happy with the actual outcome." And then, like, the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a Lawson sign, but make it look like fucking Pokemon. And so I did cool. it. And it's, like, super simple, but it looks really cool. It's one of my favorite things I've it's ever good. made just because of it's it's simple, but really effective. And then, like, it kind of blew up a little bit on Twitter. And I'm just like, there's absolutely no consistency. And that's, that's the most frustrating part for me is that, mm-hmm. like, I can't find the consistency to just be able to pump things out that i like regularly that are effective and man it's it, the life of uh someone who makes art is <laughs> fucking frustrating 90 percent of the time I feel like the, the way you're going now it, it does make sense though you sort of create the things you're interested in and if you hit a chord of sort of the internet i should say then you know it's all good and it's fine but if you make something you're interested in it doesn't really do as well i guess online as uh other things you made that's fine as well because when it comes down to it as long as you're interested in it you can keep sort of pumping it out so to speak 
That is 100% the thing that I've been wrestling with as well lately. It's like everyone, it's well documented how like terrible the algorithm is on Instagram. Yes. And I was mm-hmm. there like, I need to stop making things for the algorithm. I need to stop being concerned about posting something regularly enough for yep. like people to take notice. And I need to start making things that I'm just happy with and yep. things that are for me or for other people as well, because obviously that's like a great source of happiness or joy or whatever but it's just like i just need to st- there is such a focus on social media and the problem is that running like a small business social media definitely plays a part and really mm. helps with sales but right there's a way that you can kind of like i'll leave with the business i'll leave all of the social media stuff to my sister because she's she's really good with that stuff and i'm just like just let me do the art and that's all i need to do and mm. if she you know she comes to me and she suggests products and thankfully they're not usually intricate prints that she knows I'm not going to do. Like the one person who does suggest me things, suggest me to do things is the person who knows uh, like my back catalog and, and what I can and can't do. So thankfully the one person I'll listen to is the one person who uh, understands as well. That's good. That's, uh, social media is very important, especially now for like small businesses. And I feel like when you do find yourself being caught up too much in that algorithm, like, Instagram is like I gotta post every day for Twitter it's like need need like a hit tweet or something but if you keep especially YouTube as well has a whole other algorithm yeah. for itself but if you just keep producing the content eventually like people take notice and they go oh I like this and they all start flocking in like take yeah. my Instagram for example like I, I post like very sporadically and then out of nowhere I'll get like you'll be like oh I wake up oh you have 10 new followers I'm like why what the fuck have I done it's like oh some random person has tweeted something connected to something I had tweeted and they've all gone from that to my Instagram. Mm. And now that I'm like, this is, this is fucking stressful. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Well, I mean, like that's, that's the problem yeah. I found with, with doing the social media for this podcast mm. is that it's so, it's just tiring, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you have to, I understand now I never understood before mm. why companies would hire like a social media person. I'm like, this like, is why I'm like, who, wh- what is that person for? But like now it's like, mm. I don't have the time to make a post to, you know, post a story to make a video to do it and then do it every single fucking every day. Single Maybe day. sometimes even twice a day, three times a day. Right. Like it's too much shit. This is why like, especially so at my company currently that we, we don't have a social media person. Not really. Well, we have someone who does it, but like, They've not really given her the title. They've sort of gone, oh, you're young. You can do it. So you do it. You you're understand. You're in touch with the kids. Yeah, you're in touch with the young folk. You do social media. And they don't understand like how important having a social media manager is. And I feel like a lot of companies in Japan don't get it. Like They just, they just don't understand it. So like they'll underpay them or they won't really understand like how much time it actually takes to do these things. Right. So I, I can't. Like It's just it's too much running like yeah, my own it, social it, media is too much like it's tiring dude. And that's the thing as well it's, it's it's not something where it's like hey put out um you know you need to hit this quota as well it's like oh you need to hit that quota but also produce good content yeah. like in this short form format yep. so it's like you can't just put out a tweet for the sake of it it has to have purpose and it has to like yep. in some cases it has to have like the necessary video or graphic to go with it which yep. also needs to be well produced and well designed and it is just such a like you know, for especially running a small, yeah, like running a small business where it's just two people is such a difficult thing to navigate because there's so many things that you need to do and not enough people to do it. And I mean, like you said with your company, that Japan just hasn't really uh, no. 
caught up in generally that has it with uh, social media stuff. Japan's always like three steps behind. That's the thing. Yeah. Like it's so stupid. But I feel like uh, eventually it's going to change. Like I feel like when all the uh, the old fogies die out and retire, there'll be some... Uh... It's going to happen soon, man. Fingers crossed. There Listen, no, just so. I wake up every morning like, is it today? <laughs> Have they died yet? <laughs> Has the rapture come? <laughs> it's like in Austin Powers when he's like, why won't you die? Like It's the same with all <laughs> the old people in Japan. It's like, you're like 102 years old. You're walking at a 90 degree angle across mm. the street. Mm. Come on, man. Like Just... It's- all it's going to take is just one bad batch of natto, and then all of them will die. It's true, yeah. We're waiting for that one bad, because only they eat the natto. Yeah. No yeah. one else does. I'm not eating it. Are you? I ain't eating it. How about you, Scott? You eating it? Nope. Nope. No one. There you go. No one I had touched that natto, let me tell yeah. you. And that's a... Uh... Not even with a shit ton of mustard in it. Can't do it. <laughs> Love mustard. You can't you convince can, you me. Can, yeah, you can't. You do can't trick me. One of my Japanese friends was like, oh, Jordan, do you know if you mix natto with rice, it's like more palatable and i'm like uh, you almost got me <laughs> but he, you said more palatable that means disgusting don't try this is my first <laughs> language really good yeah you can't can't trick me with that and it's it's like my friends are vegan as well so obviously natto is a good option for vegan he's there like i'd rather starve i'm not doing yeah that. Right. <laughs> he's just in japan eating like rice yeah like furikake can't even have furikake because that you might have meat in it. Can't even have furi. How do you, you even? You... Furikake's got like because usually it has like katsu in it, right? Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, that's why it's furikake. delicious. Yep. Holy shit, man! Rip to the vegans in Japan. You can have kombu. Kombu. You can have kombu. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tofu. Yep, that's about <laughs> it. Although it's to be fair, like because that's part of it. Like with Tokyo, you. Down there, there's so many like vegan options for restaurants. Sapporo is mm. catching up, but it's it's yep. not ideal. Like, we've we've got a few, but Tokyo is just like popping with that shit. They realize it's like new and hip. That's why sort yeah. of restaurants are like I've seen like vegan only restaurants or like yeah. Recently, I've seen that too. Is vegan only restaurants? Yeah, yeah. it's replacing tapioca as the new trend. Oh. See your tapioca. I'm okay to see that go. Yo, that shit can die out. Yeah. Honestly, I'm good. Obviously, like that shit came to Sapporo late as well. So, like a year and a half ago or something, so many tapioca uh, cafes just started popping up everywhere, like absolutely bloody everywhere. And now, because of Corona, they're all gone. They're all just nice. and like I wouldn't wish any business to go to have to shut up shop. But fuck off, tapioca. Mm. You've had your time. Mm. <laughs> yep. I always do feel really bad for the restaurants who opened just when Corona started. March, March first. Oh, March fucking first. You open your because that's a like that's a lot of the time when uh rents uh like when rent resets or whatever like they do all yep. the renewals in like yep. early spring time as well yep so that was the worst it was just the worst timing for it dude awful fucking annoying i have yeah. no more questions i'm fucking satisfied yeah, I, I do i do have questions, oh go for though. it um uh actually the, someone did send in a question to the podcast I'm not going to do the music because I'm fucking lazy. But the question is, uh, like, I guess you kind of have answered this, Joe. The question was, is like, what is your, your favorite piece that you've worked on? And I guess it's so, the Nausicaa one. Um, for any listeners who, like, have no visual reference for what this is, go to my Instagram at Jokaido Kaku and you can just fucking scroll through and see it. We'll put but, it in the uh, show notes. Think, You'll find it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Like, probably Nausicaa is one of them uh, because, I don't know, it was just one of those things where like inspiration struck and it just worked immediately Mm. and another one is uh so back in like march 20 
2019, maybe, I did a set of three Disneyland posters with uh, the Tower of Terror, Big Thunder Mountain, and Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, at the end of last year, I was like, I don't like them anymore. Like, <laughs> I want to I wanna do them better, basically. So I redid them, and I did... Uh, the Tower of Terror one that I did especially is just like such a market improvement. And for me, it's like a very good visual representation of the progression that I've made. Mm-hmm. So that's always really nice to see. And I, I absolutely love the final product of it because it I, I think it's super effective. It's super simple, but it really does exactly what I wanted it to do. And then even like I did a uh, Goldenrod City poster. Yes, from, I've seen that one too. Uh, yes. I love that one. I like that one as well. And that was very much like... Um, so obviously living in Japan, I want to take a bit more inspiration because I, for me, I just love how streets look here. Mm-hmm. Like just, I love the overcrowded, like the architecture of like, you know, it looks very, it does look a little bit cyberpunk and like with all the air conditioners down the side of it and everything. Right, and yeah, yeah, very much. Very the much. difference between having like, um, like a bright red game center and then you've got like a ginger next to it or something mm-hmm. in the city, like that's super cool. So Yes. I took a lot of inspiration with that, with the with Goldenrod, and it was just it was really fun. It was the first time where it was almost like my own version of concept art. Like I didn't really have a strong visual reference for everything that I wanted to include in it, so I had to build it from the ground up. So I was like, you know, I was looking at things like Tokyo and Osaka because Gentoo is basically based on Kansai. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at like how all the buildings work there, and then I was like, oh, it has a radio tower as well. So like what could I use for that? And I was like, mm, maybe something like the sky tree crossed with like the soul radio tower. So it's just like super fin- fun building up all of the individual components to put it together. And then throwing in like, you know, sprinkling in like Furikaki, all of the uh, little uh, Pokemon Easter eggs. Mm. And like, that was super fun to work on. So I'll, I really love that golden rod city one as well. So like how, how long, like, I guess it, it depends on which, which thing you're working on, but like typically how long, mm do you spend on one uh i guess like poster average so at the start it was a lot longer and like obviously so the thing that i always said was that the original tower of terror poster took me almost 30 hours to make and i was like that is a very long time and then after that i got like consistently better consistently better so like even these uh ghibli ones that are above me now they must have taken about three to six hours per poster, which was a super nice length of time for mm-hmm. me. And so I got like consistently faster and usually I'll time it from when I actually physically start drawing it in program to when I've finished. But then it came like that golden rod city poster was that took a long ass time because it was like, I was, I was drawing like a building a day and each building took about five hours Wow, and then just like messing around with how I wanted things to look, and then it was quite handy because I had a trip to Tokyo in the meantime. So I was like, "Oh, cool! I can go and take some reference photos and like get some ideas and inspiration for it." And then I came back, and that one took about thirty hours. But I'd say on average, yeah, it's a long time. On average, probably anywhere between five and fifteen hours is usually is usually how long it takes. And like a lot, a lot of it is me just kind of staring blankly at the screen, <laughs> hoping that something will happen. Should I put a circle here? Should I put a square here? Yo, I know yeah, that I, yeah. Holy shit. 
or, or like even looking at it and being like, well, that that asset in the poster will take a long time, so I'll go and do something easier now. And then it's like, but I really needed the original thing to make that thing work. I do that. Is yeah. it looking okay? The, I, so I've definitely like, had that too, mm. like with designing our our t shirt. Yeah. Where I've just I've just like sat in Photoshop looking at the design. And just like I'm clicking on and off layers to like see which ones I like better. I'm like, is this better? Oh my god! Is this better? No. That this is one. the story of my life. Even with light, if I'm, because like so much of my, the basis of my work is like the background color of it. Like, mm. what's the predominant color of it? Mm-hmm. And I'm just there. Like, I've got like three different ones on top of each other, and I'm just clicking off, like hiding each layer, being like, which one do I prefer? And uh, it's just that's a, it is a pain. It's like, and I, I did a tweet the other day where it's like where i get complete decision paralysis mm. where i'm like i have i've got like i know everything that i want to include in the poster but i can't think of the exact composition that i want or like right. i keep going back and forth between ideas and i'm like if i start it and then i want to change it midway through that's a lot of work so it's like so much of the time is spent staring at a blank artboard at the start as well which is oh man that's a lot so do you have people in like uh I guess that you you go to to ask like what do you think about this because I find that like most of the, yeah most of the time like I'll, I'll ask them like oh wh- like what do you think of this design and the answer I always get is looks good and it's like that yep. tells me fucking nothing yep. like like give me some yeah. feedback as a man who... like, I am um, even when I send my sister designs now I'm like maybe we could turn this into a patch or something and she's there like oh I really like it and they're like yeah but the last thing that you, you said I love it and I'll read into their responses so much I'm like so with that last patch she said oh man I, oh, I love it so much exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark and I showed you the most recent thing and you're like yeah it's cute and I'm like hmm. but you don't love it right yeah but you don't love it so I'm like oh, and I'll read into their responses and stuff and like but it is very much i'm kind of scared of feedback as well i'm scared that i'm going to show someone something and they're going to be like oh, i'm not a big fan but realistically that's what i need right so like, I, you need you need someone to be, to be like, like this is shit and i'm going to tell you why yeah 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 and it's like i need the hard truthers instead of like people just like effusively yes, speaking man. about what mm. i've done because and that's the thing is like i'm still such an amateur at it like i'm still compared to so many other people i'm super new at it and my other thing is that like for my art style there aren't really because it's vector art but it's like detailed vector art it kind of it's and so when i'm like there was something i wanted to do the other day where i wanted to do like i wanted to draw the northern lights and i was like how the fuck would i even go about doing that so like i start messing about and i'm trying to do it and then i'm like i wonder if there are any tutorials online on how to do it in this particular way and because it's a particular way there is no help or it's like here's how to paint the northern lights i'm like i'm using shapes on a computer I don't have a fucking paintbrush <laughs> or it's like with digital art when people use like individual brushes and stuff i'm like no everything that i do is a flat shape with a flat color or a gradient right hmm. so like it's like so much of it has been me trying to figure out how to do certain things as well i feel like i'm writing my own rule book a little bit which i think yeah. is a good thing like that stands out as me very much having a distinctive style which is a, a good thing but it also makes things a lot more difficult for me to indeed well, that's good though yeah you'd, you'd rather be i'd rather search something and like find nothing than search something and find a thousand results of everyone doing the same thing right then you, then you get like, get so you get, like design by committee right you get the you get the bob ross where everyone paints the same mountain with the tree in the left and then yeah yeah 
It, like, yeah, it looks like, great, I so, but... I get so many things, and it's like, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, but 400 other people have done it before me, so what's the point? I can't offer anything new to it. Mm. And that's why when people are like, oh, you should make this post, and I'm there like, yeah, but I can't think of, like, something that's an original or uh, distinct idea for it. So there's there's no point going and look at someone else's work who's already done that. Yeah. So it's just, like, it very much is about finding, like, that little niche in the market that's just hidden behind everything else or in some cases finding like something that no one has actually ever done before like ghibli travel posters are are completely few and far between because people don't necessarily think that those two styles are particularly congruent with each other because Mm. they think of like the watercolor nature of what ghibli movies look like and then they do like character portraits and everything like that so i was there like maybe i can offer something new to this and that goes again with like the pokemon one that i did because I think it was like last year or something, the Pokemon store actually released their own set of travel posters for each individual Pokemon region. And I did not like them at all. I didn't like how they looked. So I was there like, maybe I can can do something Mm -hmm. like, not necessarily better, but something that I prefer. And Mm -hmm. that's where like a lot of it, that's what a lot of it comes down to as well. That's good though. I feel like no matter what you're doing, this this goes out to the listeners as well, but I feel like you really do have to find a niche all of your own and it's something it's something everyone says no you gotta you gotta find your own your own way and it's like, well yeah but it's it's hard yeah so people just yeah, don't it, it really is mm. and like I, I won't deny that it's hard because i kind of accidentally fell into it where i was like i like travel posters oh wait people aren't really doing this that much for things so like a lot of the like the patches that i make as well for like disneyland and disney movies people aren't doing travel patches because they don't give a shit about the locations usually they give a shit about the characters yeah but right if i can put the focus and like the lens on something else it actually gives it like interesting perspective hmm. and like that that's what I, I always say that i want like i make better disney merch than disney do because i i genuinely believe he that does. because i think that the patches that i make are really cool and yeah. people don't do it because they focus it's it's almost like it's a product they didn't know they wanted because they were so focused on everything yes. else that Disney has. That's that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing the, I, I think too about like um like I always see like video game merchandise too, mm-hmm. and it's always just this like horribly gaudy like self referential shit. Mm-hmm. The the video game merchandise I want is that if some normie looks at it, they go, "Hey, that's cool," yeah. but they don't. But they have no, no idea, idea what, what it's about. about. Yeah. I always want it to be like I, if I make something, I always want it uh, want it to be something that someone would put on their wall. Like that's that's kind mm. of like the benchmark that I set for myself. So it's like I wanna or like even with t-shirts or patches or stickers or anything like that, I don't want it to be in your face about what it is. I want it to be like a little bit like very obvious what it is, but I want it to be a little bit more subtle than fucking I don't know what other people make. So. I mean, I've been trying to work on like Legend of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild posters for ages, and I just can't do it. But I just because so much of like the artwork from that is like I'm not denying they're incredible artists when people make fan art, but it's just not what I want to see. Mm. Like I want to see Hyrule as a really nice travel poster that's kind of good shit. So yeah, it's just I've, thankfully I found my niche, and I'm I'm very very happy that I have. And you're making good stuff, honestly. Like. Everyone who's listening should check him out. Like, yeah, the, for sure. The art is fantastic, honestly. It's it's some stuff that I would definitely want hanging on my I, I've wall. honestly, yeah, like, because I've I think I've talked to Chihiro about this. I'm like, my walls are kind of bare. I need something to put on. A like, not not specifically in this room, but in the in the other one. Yeah, you were yeah, saying yes. I, I need the... something to put there. So, 
we'll, 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 we'll peruse his Instagram mm. after the podcast and see what's good. <laughs> yeah. And start buying no, up I'm his stuff. To... My sister unfortunately runs a small business out of her bedroom, so she's like, oh, we've only got A4 prints, and I'm like, well, I want bigger, because I think people will buy them. And she's like, yeah, I've literally got no space to put them, Joe, so fuck off. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I might ask, go find, go ask someone for a favor. Just leave a bunch of posters in their room. Spend the money that you're getting something. from the A4 prints yeah. on like a locker. Yeah, and store like, it on there. I'd buy a big old poster. Yeah, like I, like I have, I have a frame in here mm. that is just, it's not being used, but it's bigger than A4. So we'll make this happen. I mean, mm. I'm very sad about these. Uh, so because when i move i'm not going to take them with me i'll probably just get them reprinted in england or something but i had like my friends fighting over them so i had to be like okay so one i had two friends and now i was like okay you two can have them so i had to be like okay on the count of three which one is your favorite mm. and then they got to keep that and then had to fight over which other twos they wanted as well so like, oh, that's so good jank and deathmatch yeah. is the only way to decide anything oh. in japan 100 percent i've never seen more dramatic jank in my life <laughs> work with some elementary school kids dude these guys get fucking excited over who gets the last fucking i get partner it doesn't shit. matter it could literally be anything yeah honestly yeah literally or, dude fucking or there was that akb 48 one where they had to do like the live janken to see who got the number one spot in the group or something the have you ever seen that? that video the fuck that's that's some it's like, japanese bullshit yeah that's it hilarious. was it, it was like them two with the most it was like televised and it was like aggressive janking and then the loser just burst into tears and i was like this is the shit that i live for that's so funny you crying over this shit fucking get out of here dude some bullshit yeah. that's great ah uh, what a good talk mm. you're very fun to talk to very very happy about oh, this it's grand yeah thank you it's been an absolute pleasure dude so do you have any uh do you have any shout outs any anything you want to plug yeah, plug it plug it away plug away my dude People have been telling me to shout outs. I'm I'm gonna be a dickhead and just center everything on myself instead. But uh, mm. no, it's just uh, Twitter and Instagram really. Just like that's just if if anyone has like any interest in vector art or travel art or pop culture art or anything like that, then the, those are the best places to find me. And I, I try to update regularly enough. But I've got such a like, I've got a back catalog of things, and I'm sure that people can find stuff that they like on there. So. Uh, if people could find that, drop a comment. Tell me which poster you hate, which poster you like. I need to be held accountable. So you heard him. I'd, uh, that'd be great. We'll put it all in the show notes, right? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll have his Twitter and Instagram yep. down in the show notes, guys. So give him a follow. It was a absolute fucking pleasure, dude. I'll see you when I'm well, back no, in the UK. Then I guess. Pleasure. Yeah. Oh, you need to get your butt up to Sapporo, man. You really do. I wanted to go come and eat some soup curry ages ago, and then oh, we were meant to go, and then Corona yep. hit. Corona like just fucked everything up. Fuck you know. Yeah, if 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 you can find the time before May, you should you should uh, definitely make the pilgrimage because I'd be I'd be happy to show you around as well. We can find time before May. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We're going. Yeah, dude. Fucking hell yeah. Uh, here's a, I went to Tokyo in December. If I can go to Tokyo, you guys can come up here. So like, <laughs> true, 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 true. true. We'll find some cheap ass flights and come up. Yeah. Yeah. Just p- p- play the Gaijin card. Be like, I, I didn't know. I wasn't Co- meant to. Kokoro Kokoro. <laughs> They're selling JRE's passes. Of <laughs> I think they like, are, yeah. Like, clearly, they want to sell them. Like, in April, so come on, it's fair game. And here's the thing <laughs> Hokkaido, like, eh, we're strong up here. Yeah. We got that northern spirit, so well, like, we soup. can hopefully handle it. Well, that soup curry keeping them fucking mm. healthy, boy. That's all they need. Soup curry, miso ramen. 
love it, it flows through our veins. I do want some miso ramen, dude. Guys, love you and leave you. Till next time. Bye.